I'm well, a fun you guy. You have fun when they finish below 500. I'm just Captain Fun. I guess. Or a captain suit, the show from now on. I don't like the half point. Well, that's called the hook. I don't like it. What the hook How do you get rid of it? Can you get rid of the hook? I'm going to have a coronary. I'm getting too old for this job, but you guys may have won. Upset. If you look back at where the term came from, it was from a horse race. Upset when did you turn a, into Cliff Clavin? I like this job. <laughs> I've had it for a long time, Paul. Last one. This is like chemistry lab. I You're just, on the verge of next year's Super Bowl. I can't Bowl. help Let what I think. Be honest, Paulie. You're not doing this for <laughs> other people's entertainment. You are truly enjoying this. This is Orange Nation. With Stephen Fonte and Paulie Sibilia. Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you with us. Alongside Paulie Sibilia, I'm Stephen Fontes. We welcome you into final show of the week, final show for the next week. Yes. We're on vacation next week. It's a Friday edition of Orange Nation. A lot to get to on the show today. We've got uh, Marlo Wax, linebacker for the Orange, set to join us momentarily as practice is wrapping up. We've got Rick Macy, Seven-time United States Professional Tennis Association Coach of the Year. We're having him on. He used to coach Serena Williams. That's a pretty good get. We'll have him at 1230 to talk about Serena's retirement. Coming up at 1 o'clock, Lauren Helmbrecht, uh, Packers reporter. We were talking Packers yesterday. Former student of mine at Newhouse. She's out uh, in Wisconsin right now covering the Packers. She'll bring us up today. She'll let us know if Aaron Rodgers truly is in uh, for a down year. And then John Ryan, uh, our good friend, 28-year professional sports better. Uh, he'll be on with us at 1.30 to share with us his best bets for the weekend. And, of course, your phone calls are welcome at any time at 315-437-7644. What's up, Paulie? Big day for you today, it's right? It's Bacon Fest. Yep. Yeah, I'll be out there at uh, 2.30 from here to Bacon Fest to play nothing but 80s music for an hour. While people enjoy their lunch and bacon. I tell you what, um, you got a perfect day weather-wise. We just did Bridge Street. We were outdoors for a couple segments. It is like the perfect temperature right now. It's like mid-70s. It's it's cool. It's Last year it was 1,000 degrees. Yeah, I bet. Well, that's what in August, that's what you can expect. But uh, but today is perfect. So you have a, you have a great day for it. Uh, should be a lot of fun out there. Um, where do you want to start? I mean, there's so much to get to today. There's, uh, did you watch any of the Field of Dreams game I got last a little night? emotional. Did you? You I'm, did. I'm not going to lie, and I texted you. I'm not normally that guy, but when when uh, Ken Griffey Sr. and Ken Griffey Jr. came out of the cornfield, started playing catch, it tugged at my heartstrings. That is that is very much uh, not something I would expect out of Paul. Yeah, and Sedonia. I texted you as, uh, like, as it happened when I saw it. I was like, whoa, that was a lot. The other uh, very emotional part of last night, uh, John Smoltz uh, honoring his dad. His dad passed away yesterday uh, in the morning, and he shared a story about his dad and said, you know, he would want me to do this game. And, I mean, that was that was very emotional as well. So a lot of father-son stuff on the on the broadcast last yeah, night. Yeah, and there were that funny uh, – they had the uh, funny trailer there too with A-Rod and Big Poppy and Johnny Bench. Do you like the game now? I haven't watched it last night. I, I always liked it. Oh, you know, I, it was Jordan who was Jordan, over it. Jordan. I'm sorry. Yeah. It was, it, yeah, you're right. No, it's fun. It's, it is it, fun. Baseball needs things like that. They need novelty stuff to intrigue people. Yeah, this, I mean, this it's... deep into a, a season, you know? I, Do it every year. Do it I in would, other places. I would never sit there and watch Cubs-Reds, but I was... Don't you feel like they should go Legitimately interested last night. Um, Like... Europe. I know we had discussed this. They used to play in Mexico City a lot. We discussed this a while back. Um, for me, the novelty is not worn off yet. 
So for me, I like it in the cornfield. I mean, it's, only, it's the second one they've done. So maybe in three more years yeah, or something. You know, I don't get how again. Jordan's over it. It yeah. happened once. Right. Um, so maybe in five years, you know, like five times of this, maybe I'll be like, yes, take it somewhere else. I, I like where it is right now. you got to let every team play there once. you got to have every team play one game. Well, there. and just like, you know, similar to what the NFL does with London, you know, maybe you expand it and maybe, you know, maybe it's one game in the cornfield, but, you know, spread, as you're saying, go to different locations. I think you should keep the cornfield. Like, I think you should keep this Field of Dreams game. Um, and as you said, kind of rotate it, keep it fresh among the fan bases. Because, again, you know, if you're a if you're an Angels fan, your team hasn't played in it yet, you would watch next year if it was like, you know, Angels Mariners or something. I don't know what its capabilities are, but why couldn't they have the All-Star game there? It's a small crowd. Is that the big drawback? Probably. Probably. I think that'd be fun. Then you're not probably not a big enough venue. Then you're not screwing up the the like teams' travels and stuff, and you just have the all stars go there. Yeah, it, it's probably not a big enough venue for that. I would assume that's a, a huge money maker for Major League Baseball, yeah. and an honor for uh, teams to get. But they right. should do it. I said so. Brilliant idea. Yeah, keep keep the game there for for at least the time being. But yeah, if you want to have. You know, I was going to say ex- exhibition games. They're not exhibition games because they actually count. But if you want to do these, you know, one game in a different location Go to, to, to build once. the game, why, yeah, why not? That'd be fun. Have a game in Montreal. Make the Nationals play up there once. What kind of reception do you think Montreal would give? Well, it's their own Major fault. Baseball. You know, I don't feel bad for Montreal. Yeah. They didn't support baseball, but they'll get a team. They'll get a team eventually. Yeah, oh, they would hold the HR Derby there. The most exciting moment in baseball. That would be fun. I love the home run derby. Bill and our chat. Yeah, they should do that in the cornfield. That would be cool. Um, it, it's a cool game. And again, I I would not sit there and watch Cubs Reds unless there nobody was a reason would. to. And there was a reason to last night. Nobody's watching the Cubs in the Reds this year. And by the way, uh, Joey Votto killed it on the mic. Right. Yeah. I, I don't like that. I know you don't like it, but he was. The last night you suspended all of that, so yes. you, you got to you enjoyed the Griffies, you enjoyed Vado. I enjoy the in-game interviews. I think it's I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, in any event, we we could get back to this. Those two teams could also do that type of stuff because they stink. Right, it doesn't matter if Joey yeah. Vado misses a ground ball; they're, they're, <laughs> they're not, they're not going, going anywhere. Right. Uh, as we go to our guest line, bring out our first guest today. As promised, we are joined now by third-year linebacker Marlo Wax. Uh, practice just wrapping up at the SU football complex. Great to have you on, Marlo. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? We're doing great. So, I guess bring us up to date on how camp's going. You know, first uh, first week is you know shorts and helmets, and now you guys got the pads on. You've been practicing in full pads for a few days now. How are things going? Oh yeah, you know it's, it's going all good. I feel like we coming coming well as a team, really getting these days in, getting real productive, and just getting ready for week one. How about this linebacker unit in particular? Because we we've heard some some really good things about uh, about this unit. Um, it, you know, Dino Babers has said that it might be the best linebacking core that he's had since he's been here. I don't disagree with him. I, I think he's spot on with that. Tell us about your group and, and how it is working with those other guys in that room. Yes, sir. Uh, we talk about it every day in the film room as we watch film. We're just, we really, our chemistry is just, it's top notch. It can't be beat. I feel like we're the most versatile group in the country. The way we just play and just move around together and make plays. So, 
you know, you're in your third year. Uh, twenty twenty, you, you played in all eleven games. Uh, started one game. Started all twelve last year, and now you come back. And I mean, you like it or not, you're one of the leaders of this defense. I mean, how how do you feel? Is you know, all of a sudden, you're kind of one of the veterans, uh, you know, on the field. And and how are you handling that leadership role? Oh yeah, so you know, it, it all comes quick. I feel like twenty twenty was just yesterday, but now I know I got to lock in and lead these young guys. All these guys coming in. Uh, just the lead, the defense would be the best defense in the nation. So I got to take that role, be more, to be more productive, be more vocal to these guys, so they can know it's it's a standard up here. You're you're getting more and more used to to Tony White's scheme, Tony White's way of mm-hmm. doing things. What what is it uh, about his scheme that that you like and that you think will will make uh, the defense successful this year? Yeah, just just be, uh, me being more comfortable and everybody else being more comfortable is just giving us many more different ways just to make plays. So that's that's what we all love about it. That's what we that's why we love Coach, Coach White. It just give us many opportunities to go make plays and showcase our talents. What's that like, Marlo? Learning a, a new style of defense because it, you know it seems to me that and, and Dino talked about this right when Tony White first came on board his first year. It was like, well, you know, the defense is is thinking and kind of learning learning on the job. And now it seems like you guys are reacting a little bit more that that you're more comfortable and instead of thinking when you're on the field, you're just instinctually you know going to try to make plays. Do you do you find that there's a certain comfort level now in this scheme and in this defense that maybe there wasn't a couple years ago? Oh yes, sir, definitely. Everybody on this team right now, the leaders, and we were we were the young guys on the 2020 group. So now you know we're just comfortable and just ready to make plays. Like we we see things before they come, and we know how to react to different things now. You know, we we said that the linebacking core looks like the best. You know, since Dino's been here, we know the the defensive backfield is is very deep. You know, led by the likes of Garrett Williams and Deuce Chestnut. Uh, up front, though, there are some question marks. You you know, you lost your your top six guys in terms of production along the D line. Uh, young but talented group, from what I understand. What can you tell us about the D line, and and do you think you've got enough playmakers up there to to really help this defense this year? Oh yeah, no question, no question about it. I've been with these guys for two years. Even just talking for a camp, I see these guys every day. I see the grind they put in, the way the way they can just move and how quick they are, and just with that quickness they have, is they're also physical and they're ready to make plays in the backfield. I'm ready. You know, last year, Marlo. You know, you guys were were so close in so many games. You lost some some heartbreakers where really, literally, one play you know goes a different way. One bounce here, one bounce there, and 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 you guys are bowl eligible, and you're going to a bowl game. You finish five and seven. What 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 did you learn from last year that you can apply to this year, especially in those close games, in terms of you know making that one extra play to get a win, so that you guys can get six or seven wins and get to a bowl game. Yeah. So really, every. Every L you every L you just said every seven was a a lesson in that we just know we just know what to do now we know we gotta really pull those those last minute last minute games in so we can get that extra win just go one and zero every week just to all, all the little things special teams defense and offense it all come together we gotta really realize that and go one and zero every week. I know your focus is obviously on defense, but uh, you know the, the offense and the success of the offense this year is going to be very important to the success of this team. What have you seen from that side of the ball? What have you seen from Garrett Schrader in particular in terms of how he's throwing the football? You know, how much confidence does your defense have in you know the offense getting the job done? Oh yeah, just just, just this group having a, another year together. We're talking about all the firepower we have, not even just in Tucker, but you already know what we can do. But just in the receivers, being more comfortable with Schrader now, I'm ready. I see it every day in fall camp how 
how much confidence he has in his receivers, how much they have in their quarterback. I'm ready to see how, how many points they scored this year. You know, you mentioned Sean Tucker, and uh, I would imagine that you know going up against him in practice, you're you're awfully happy that come game day you don't have to face him. And what what makes him so difficult for opposing defenses to stop? Because again, you go back to last year, he was being keyed on in pretty much every game, but he still found a way to you know rush for a hundred yards, find the end zone. What what makes him so difficult to stop as a running back? Oh yeah, so really, it's just I see it day in day out. He he works hard. He works hard at his game. His Really, just he works on his craft. His craft is what takes him takes him far. He's just so quick and so strong. That's what that's what's going to take him long. And for the future, he's going to keep on making plays, just how he does every day. All right, Marlo, do you have a do you have a message to to SU fans who happen to be listening, and you know they're dying to support a winner, and and you know they really want you know this year to be a success. Do you have a message for those fans listening uh, today? Oh yeah, so we uh we owe y'all one. We owe y'all to get more wins, and we owe y'all more winning season. We got y'all. We're working hard every day just for you guys and all of us. We appreciate it. Just keep on coming and fill the dome up every week. We want to show y'all different circuits this year. Last one for you, Marlo. Um, you know, you look at, at the way that you guys have to start the year. You know, it's it's not Wagner to start the year. It's not UConn to start the year. It's Louisville. You know, one of these toss up games against a conference opponent. You know, big game, prime time uh, to to start the season. Does that does that help keep you guys sharp and focused during training camp, knowing that you know there's no messing around. There's no easing into the schedule. You got to be ready to play from game one. Does that help you guys stay focused during this part of camp? Oh no! Yeah, we know. We know who we play, and we uh, we really we we'll be preparing the same way if there's anybody else. But we know, we know what has been going on in the last two years, and we we're ready. We can't wait actually till September third. We work hard every day, but it's no different. All right, Marlo. Uh, best of luck. It was it was a pleasure catching up with you. Uh, continued success to to you and your teammates. Best of luck as you get ready for the opener, and I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Appreciate it. All right, Marlo Wax, third-year linebacker for the Orange. And with that, we will step aside and take our first time out. 315-437-7644. Back after this on ESPN Radio. ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. Steve, I don't say this every day on... uh... Orange Nation. Every one of these songs, I think, is a good bump, like a good song to come back from a break to. Like the beats are up. It's Steve Miller Day because the Joker went number one on this day. This one, Steve, called Swing Town, hit number 17, December 24th, Christmas Eve of 1977. Know this one? Yeah, I do. As you were saying off air, um, of the bump backs today, the, the most popular song is probably the the least bump backable right, song. Exactly. Yes. If that's a if that's a word, we just also, made it a word. Also, I was uh, discussing this with Jordan, and I don't know when it ended, but I think all of my friends in our in our college age years and our twenties owned Steve Miller's greatest hit CD. It was a staple. I don't know if it was just my friends that were weird. I don't like Dave Matthews, but I had Dave Matthews CD. Right. I had uh, I had Steve Miller's greatest hits, and I had ABBA's greatest hits too. We all did. We know you love ABBA. We all had them. Everybody had the No Doubt CD too. Gwen Stefani. Yeah, with spider webs on it. But I don't know why everybody had Steve Miller's greatest hits. It was, it was popular. It was popular. 
Um, all right, we've got we, we've got a, a, a wide variety of topics to get through uh, in the show today. Again, Rick Macy will join us next, uh, former coach to uh, Serena Williams. We'll uh, we'll hear about her retirement, his reaction, what was it like to to work with uh, her over the years. We're going to talk NFL with Lauren Helmbrecht. We've got John Ryan on to talk some gambling. We just had Marlo Wax on. Uh, for this segment, though, I do want to talk some college basketball, Paulie. I came across this prior to the show. I passed it along to you. Wanted to get your thoughts on it. So uh, SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey, who, by the way, I didn't realize this, he's got ties to the area. Grew up in Auburn. Um, he's a he's a local guy. But that doesn't event, mean he has good ideas. He's the, he's the SEC Commissioner now, as we know. And he did an interview with Sports Illustrated. And one of the things they talked about was that that he wants to, what he called, take a fresh look. He wants to he wants to look deeper into the NCAA basketball no. tournament, the field, and whether or not it should be expanded. He's trying to steal my funds, Steve. So you know why? I like the bubble. You do love the bubble, and this would ruin the bubble. Well, there will always be a bubble. No, there will. Be. Yeah, I know, but those teams will be absolute trash right. if you expand it. So. So his idea, a couple things. He pointed to, and this is where it relates back to the SEC, he pointed to Mississippi winning the college I don't want baseball World Series. Mississippi was the last team in the field of 64, and then they went on to win the national title. And so his thought process is, why are we giving automatic bids to the small conferences and those mid-majors that have no chance of winning it? He wants to at least look at, the possibility of eliminating those automatic bids and just making it 68 best teams or his idea is 80 best teams because he wants to do a first four in each region. Instead of having one first four in Dayton, he wants a first four in each region. He He wants to expand it to 80, and he wants to eliminate the little guys, and he wants to make it just the 80 best teams in the country. He wasn't saying get rid of the little guys, right? Did I misread that? I felt like he was saying if they win their conference, they get in. I took but, it as he wanted to eliminate the the conference champ. The, oh, okay. The, the, okay, the, the, little, the small the small conferences. Why are we giving those teams bids? They have no chance to make it. Um, to you know, to the final four and so and, that. But that year win. Butler happened would have never happened, right? Right. He does. George. He does like the first four though because he pointed to like. He pointed to VCU. He pointed to UCLA. He actually mentioned Syracuse by name. The fact that uh, you know they they had success as a ten seed, had success as an eleven seed. He wants to expand. He brought up Texas A and M from last year. Said Texas A and M deserved to be in. They didn't get in. He thinks they could have made a run. So from what I understand, he wants to eliminate like UMBC, and he wants no. to give that bid to a, you know a mediocre Texas A and M team, and you know expand it so that those teams have a chance to go in and play. Obviously, I mean, he's the SEC commissioner, so he wants to see more Power 5 schools. No, I agree. I I agree I want the bigger schools to play, but I don't want the conf- I don't want it expanded. If you want to eliminate the little guys and just make it all Power 5 schools, okay, don't expand it. You can't expand it. Because then you're just getting trash Power 5 teams in. Right? Well, yeah. You are, and I, I, you I would hate to eliminate the little guy because I would too. But 
it, that is an exciting I, part. I would of rather the watch the Yankees and Red Sox play any day of the week than I would want to watch. But you you end up getting that. Like that's what the the Elite Eight, sweet. Well, sometimes the Sweet Sixteen isn't that, but the Elite Eight, the Final Four, and the championship game, generally speaking, are exactly what you're talking about. You're getting UCLA, Kentucky. You're getting you know. Uh, Duke against yeah, don't, uh, don't you know, mess Gonzaga. With, don't mess with anything, you know. When Texas A&M didn't get in. There was a year Syracuse didn't get in and people thought they should have. You know what? You get over it. So you think you think going first four in each region is too much? Because when wouldn't, wouldn't the bad teams weed themselves out anyway? Okay, I, I have no issue. All right, here's how you either do it. You take all the 16 seeds and they play for the chance to play the overall number one. Right? Would that work? And if in then in another region you put all of the last four in teams. So I it's always bothered me to some degree that they they make the sixteen seeds. They make play. the sixteen seeds play each other because what you know, two of them are are not going to actually be a part of like the actual NCAA tournament. Like they kind of are. Like they say that they are. But whoever loses in Dayton out of those 16s, those two teams don't get to experience But at it. least one team gets to win a tournament game in that situation. I guess. I don't know. If I, you know, if I were playing at a small college, and if I, if I played Division One, I, I would have been playing at a small college. I would have preferred just to go play the number Either one overall seed and by get crushed. Duke. Yes, I think so. Right. Like you get to be a part of it. You get to, you have a story for the rest of your lives. Like are you gonna, you know, oh, I got to play against Mount St. Mary's in Dayton and yeah, we lost by five, but it was a really cool experience. Or do you want to say we played against Duke and then they went to the final four and I, you know, played against Zion Williamson or you know, I I don't know. I think the little guy would prefer to yeah, but play Kansas. This isn't and, about and get you, smoked. little guy. Okay. You know, how why couldn't they take all of the sixteen seeds and make them Fight for the right to play last year's Gonzaga. They could, and that would be better than eliminating them altogether. Like, yeah. if you're talking about yeah. eliminating the small guy, the small conferences, then it, you at only least get give one sixty. Right, at least give not, them some way to get into yes. the tournament. You know, so win your conference tournament, and then you got to win this this extra step before you get into the field of sixty four. You know, I'm I'm okay with that. The um, problem with the where do you draw the line on what's a little guy? Right? Well, yeah, right. Because basketball is way different than football. There's good conferences. Right. The A ten's good. The Big East is good. Yeah. Are right. they little guys? Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. I wouldn't consider the Big East a little guy. But I understand your point. They're not Power Five. Fury. SEC cares about the SEC. ACC cares. You know, the big guys care about themselves. I think it, I would prefer if if they do want to get more Power Fives in. I would prefer they do the first four ID in each region opposed to getting rid of the automatic bids to all the conferences. Because right. I think that's part of what makes I, it great. Yep. So if you want to expand to 80, that's fine. The The mediocre teams will weed themselves out. But let the little guy play. Let them, let them fight it out. All right. Um, we've got Rick Macy coming up. Yeah. You I'm, I'm, right, Jordan. I'm interested to, Me too. to hear, hear about I'm interested this. to hear your interview with him. <laughs> you got nothing for Rick? <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. I'm here to watch you interview people. That's my job. And then right. I entered. And you know what? If people want to hear me, they can come on to QSportsTalk.com during the breaks because I do all the talking during and the breaks. And you break. got to save your voice because you've got the, the bacon fest today. I don't even have a microphone for that. Oh, no. So you don't have to I'm save your voice. I'm just playing music. <laughs> I would have never known. I would have never known. Rick Macy joins us next on ESPN Radio. Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse sports talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. <laughs> we 
Welcome back to Orange Nation on Steve Miller Day. I think I, uh, I don't know where I got, he hit number one with something on this day in 1974. Joker. Is, nah, I, I might be wrong on that. Who cares? It's Steve Miller Day. We're into his number ones. Abracadabra, Steve. This one hit number one September 4th, 1982. It's a good jam. It is. You, I, you you've been I, right. All these have been great bump backs. You know, I you know why I'm enjoying this. I said during the break more than LL Cool J Day because I listen to LL every day. I don't listen to Steve Miller every day. It's a nice change of pace. I'm enjoying it as well. Speaking of reaching out and grab you, Jordan's about to reach out and grab your ears with a uh, buy or sell buy or sell segment. Your we've mic's got, on. We've got to address something first, Steve. I would like to start this segment with a tweet. I don't know who uh, John Highslop is from USA Odd Checkers, but he's a pretty smart guy because he put this out last night, yesterday morning, actually. If anyone calls you a degenerate for betting on the NFL preseason, it might be time to ask if that person needs to be in your life. No one needs to be called names for being extremely dedicated to gambling. It's just not right. I did not use the word degenerate. I so just said, issue. did you actually, all I said was, did you actually bet on the preseason games last night? Yes, and here's what happened, Steve. Minus three, parlay, Ravens, Giants. Giants were playing their starters in the first quarter. Pats weren't playing them at all. And my friend who likes to read books was high on the Giants. Bill Belichick, at the end of the game, has three timeouts on defense. Giants are in the red zone. And rather than calling timeouts and forcing the Giants to potentially score a touchdown and put them up six, Bill Belichick let the Giants kick the game-winning field goal to win by two and not cover three. Okay? Is that what you wanted, Steve? I'm sorry. You want me to cry? I'm sorry. I just, if... It hurts. Just the preseason, though, is so random. Steve, I trusted Bill. I really did. But again, it's random. The outcome of the game doesn't matter. It's tough to... Aren't they all random? Betting is hard enough. To bet on something where the teams don't necessarily care about the outcome, that that is even more difficult. Because you're betting on the outcome. And the people who are taking part in the outcome don't care and that's, who wins. And that's why the Ravens last night was an absolute lock. And here's where we start buy or sell. It's kind of a, which one are you buying? What do you want to buy more? The Ravens winning their 21st straight preseason game? That is, in, that is insane. Malik Willis's performance last night for the yeah, Titans. I, he looked incredible. Had a rushing touchdown, throwing deep bombs. He looked really good, He got guys. taken out of the game for not throwing the ball on plays he was supposed to throw the ball, according to Mike Vrabel. He looked really good. Yeah, I don't care it's kind of got me happened. nervous as a Steelers fan because they passed up on him to take Kenny Pickett. So we'll see how it rolls, but but I don't care that they've won twenty one. That come on, that means your your bench is very deep. It it's an incredible stat though. It's like stupid. to to win twenty one games of anything. Like if you were playing pickup basketball, you know, in in the park to win twenty one in a row. I mean, what, whatever they're doing, they're they're doing it right. It's, it means nothing. It's uh, it's an amazing streak. What do you mean it means nothing, dude? It doesn't mean a thing. Well, it I'm, means I'm everything to it, the people betting on NFL preseason. Uh, in, you know, the I can't are wait for the display at the Hall of Fame for the Ravens. And I'm their with you, Paulie. It doesn't mean wins. anything, but it's it's truly remarkable. That is it. Twenty-one in a row in games that 
generally speaking, teams don't care about. It's yeah, that's, yeah. That's over five season. It appears they occur, they care a little bit more. Just care a little bit more than, than everybody else in the games that no one cares about. Right. Good for them. Um, I'm not saying anything. Good I, I'm about with the Paulie Ravens. on this that it it really doesn't matter that they've won 21 in a row in the preseason, but the the Malik Willis uh, performance does matter, and it, it's uh, it's intriguing. I'm intrigued. Think there's any chance he takes Tannehill's spot at some point this season, or you think they're riding could, with him? It could. The Tannehill's got to step up. He's a polarizing guy. Like I happen to think he's very good. He's a lot better on his legs than he gets credit for. But like a lot of people laugh at me when I say I think he's in the top half of the league in quarterbacks. Really? Yeah. I'm not gonna laugh at you. That's. I mean, we did this exercise the other day. I mean, Derek Carr is somewhere in that. 10 to 15 range, but you're not saying Tannehill's better than Derek Carr, are you? I'm not saying he's better than Derek Carr, but I I do think he's at least in the top half. It might that's, be right but that's the 15. kind of caliber of quarterback you're talking about in the top 15. Is you know Carr's probably Carr's certainly closer to 15 than he is to five. That's fair. We'll so, see. We'll have to see how Tannehill does without AJ Brown. Interesting. This year. That's yeah, he's be. a good computer. He's a good quarterback. I almost said good computer. Good quarterback. <laughs> what else you got, Jordan? Um, we already did touch on this, so we can be real quick. But how do you feel? Do you buy or sell? Bill Belichick just letting his team lose that preseason game. Who cares? Yeah. No, that's don't you want to get, why don't you re- get Bailey Zapp, your quarterback you just drafted out of Western Kentucky? Don't you want to get him a chance? Two-minute drill? Yeah. No, he's not going to play in a meaningful one this season. Don't you want to get your offense out there? Give him 50 seconds. You have no timeouts. Go for it, guys. But the funnier thing in by yourself for Belichick to me would have been him getting asked last night in the press conference about who's going to call the plays. Yeah, they had multiple play yeah. callers last night. They're a mess. so so. Someone asked who's going to call the plays in the regular season. He told the his exact quote to the uh, guy in the media. You don't worry about that. It's <laughs> <laughs> for me to know and you to find out. You don't worry about that. You've Maybe said that was that the... to me at least five times. No, because sure. I'm your boss and you don't need to worry about it. But like. You don't get to tell the media what they need to worry about. <laughs> Maybe that was the problem. Maybe they couldn't decide who was going to get that final drive with the play calls, and he was like, "You know what? We can't agree. <laughs> let's just let's just all go home." You, you guys, you <laughs> oh, don't man. you don't worry about that. You worry about asking me about the, uh, the the letting them kick the field goal. It's a preseason game. He, you know, if he if he got out of it what he wanted to get out of it, this you is, know, save on injuries. Let's just all go. Does home. this also not answer your previous question? There could be one or two wins of the twenty-one that the Ravens have had for the other team. Just didn't care. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. It's just, but to do to win twenty-one of anything is impressive, and especially games that nobody cares about. Like they more impressive. I care. Us doing twenty-one shows in a row without a vacation day, or what the Ravens did. <laughs> there, our I listeners can, will I, say. I know. I can jump in with our listeners yeah, and get our listeners a will bit. say it's the vacation. They had three of them. They had three timeouts. That's so, saying, okay, man. with the Ravens now, if you're gambling, do you bet that they're going to keep winning or do you bet, well, they won 21, they're going to lose eventually? You're asking the wrong guy because I don't bet on the NFL preseason. Jordan, would you like to field this question? I bet on the Ravens last night. Now, I probably shouldn't have parlayed it or I probably shouldn't have gotten greedy and done minus three. Uh, I probably should have just taken the money lines and I'd be a lot happier right now. But, uh... I'd keep betting on the Ravens because it seems like they care. And I know preseason games don't matter. If you know you've won 21 straight of them, I feel like you're more likely to play hard. You're like, I mean, there might be some truth. He's, he's actually right. There might be some truth We that. call that an edge. There might be some truth that they actually want to win, keep the streak alive. <laughs> there might be some truth to that. Yeah, I think that Super Bowl is a little more important. 
I, uh, get into it. How about being one, better than the Bengals in the regular season? Yeah, that would be important. I got, I got one more. Quick you think one. they got like a, they got a sign up in the locker room that they all be slap a on the way out? Champion today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know what? If Hang a do, banner <laughs> like uh, Central Florida did a few years ago. Give out like a preseason MVP. <laughs> They're counting. They've, you know, like they do the K's in the crowd for strikeouts. They got pre big P's up there for preseason wins. Uh, what was your one more? You said you had one more. I uh, I do want to get this out there. You can have as many as you want. Thank you. It's your show. Thank Paulie's you. packing it in. It's it's vacation time for Paulie. The Capital One College Bowl. It's coming back, fellas. I saw They're this. They're bringing back the quiz show. One of the 16 teams, universities, that'll be involved is Syracuse University. I'm hoping we can use this as Peyton Manning bait, and I can reel him in. It'll be tough, but we'll see about I that. Or Eli, for that matter. I'll take care of them. Yeah. How do you guys think you would do? I would do terrible. I would do terrible with people watching me answering trivia questions. Well, you don't even know. if I knew the answers. I I I could not do a TV game show. I think we see that on this show when we sweep the nation. Yes. And so, you know, you ask somebody a question that they would know if it was just their everyday up. life, but they, you know, they're on the spot and I would freeze up. Yeah. We, we see that quite a bit when we sweep the and nation. And I'm not that bright. So I would be double, double the problem. It up the great Seth Goldberg. I was we just going to say Seth had some success Jeopardy. with yeah. sports Jeopardy. Yeah. Missed the, the final Jeopardy. Uh, CBW asked a great question. You know what? If you get one of the Mannings, I will give you $50. I will I will put a bounty on the Manning. Who said that? CBW or you? Yeah, CBW said he asked if I would do it, and I'm I'm saying I would. There is a Manning bounty, and then you can put that fifty on the Ravens because they're a lock, and then you can make it like seventy five. Sound good? I like the way you think, Steve. Or you could make it, you or could, you could give it to the three one five foundation. <laughs> you could bet on the Bills. To win the AFC and, East and win three dollars and fifty cents, right? But that would be a guaranteed three dollars and fifty cents. Oh my. And you have to wait the whole season to get it. <laughs> no, we uh, we don't have to wait the whole season to get John Ryan's picks, though. And you know what? Guess what? This I'm sh- not the only one betting preseason football. This show is eerily on time today, and I don't like it. I'm really uncomfortable. How, with this. how like not on it? time? Um, do you do you want to talk about General Booty no, and Tank Bigsby? If I'm you want to so run out of time, uncomfortable. Like I looked up and I go, "Hey, if we take the break right now, we'll get this guest right at uh, twelve at one thirty. No, no, we won't. Did you know that today's Bacon Fest? The Smithfield Bacon Festival is happening today uh, from 12 to 2 or 10 and tomorrow 12 to 10 in Clinton Square. It's free. There's bacon. I'll be out there at 2.30. As soon as this show ends on time, I'm going to run right over there and start spinning the 80s. You can come dressed to impress both Friday and Saturday for your chance to win prizes, including one year of free bacon thanks to Smithfield. All food vendors are required to have at least one bacon item in uh, bacon, bestbaconfest.com for entertainment uh, lineup and list of food vendors. Bestbaconfest.com, Steve. We're actually looking good to be off at 155.20. Remember, it used to be every day 155.20. When's the last time we got off at 155.20? Today. Today. Yeah, it's been a while. It has been a while. All right, John Ryan joins us next on ESPN Radio. Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse sports talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. So 
Some people call me the space cowboy. No, they don't. No, they don't. Some call me the gangster of love. He definitely never called you that, Steve Miller. Some people call me Maurice. Ah, it's uh, the Steve Miller Day on Orange Nation. Just because, apparently. Yes, just because. Nobody's talking about you. Oh, this is such a good song, The Joker. Anybody really love your peaches and want to shake your trees, Jordan? Did he say that? I zoned out. He says it in the song. We hadn't gotten to that point yet. Okay, okay. I was going to say, I don't know like all the lyrics. I just know the hook. Honestly, like after the part where he says he's a midnight toker, I'm just like, that's all I need to hear. You're a toker 24 hours a day. You're going to be playing uh, some music for the for the masses today. Yes, not uh, not token or uh, I guess I could play Abracadabra by Steve Miller because that came out in 82. But I'll be playing nothing but 80s songs from uh, 2.30 to 3.30 at Bacon Fest in Clinton Square. It's free today and tomorrow from noon to 10. So get your butts out there. It's free. The only thing better than free is nothing. And there'll be bacon there. And uh, they have every vendor will have at least one item with bacon on it on its menu. You can win prizes, including a year of bacon, which is a year's worth of free bacon, which is better than nothing for free. And uh, you can check out the lineup of entertainment and food at bestbaconfest.com. You know where uh, bacon often originates? From a from a pig cage, and a that, sty as they call it. Pig cage happens. If you're to be not a layman, one of the names on a 2022 college football all name team that has been circulated. All right, that's I'm, somebody's name. I guess, dude. I don't know how these work. So let let's start with this. There is some SU representation on one of these lists. I found two of them. One of them had some scrub named Patty Turner as the punter. No, no. Syracuse has Maximilian Von Mabig. Yeah, that sounds like a Bond villain. Syracuse's an... punter sounds like a Bond villain. He also likes all our stuff on the Q Sports Talk Instagram. You should, too. Shout out Maximilian. Steve, are there any names on here <laughs> that you wouldn't say? You're going to have to show me the list. Okay, Steve. This is the list? There's a few I wouldn't say. Would you name your kid a name you... That people are scared to say on the radio. Here's what I'll say, Steve. General Booty is the Oak Oklahoma quarterback. He's a freshman. His name makes the rest of this list look pretty tame. Wait, wait a second. Somebody, <laughs> somebody. I mean, that's obviously his nickname, Boogie Knight. That, that's obviously a nickname. That's not his real name. Uh, it's kind, it's kind of clever though. Um, I mean, a lot of these have to be nicknames. Yes. No, Steve. They don't have to be. Kool-Aid McKinstry. There's no way his name's Kool-Aid. <laughs> yes, there is. What if it is? How bad there, would you feel? How bad no would way. you feel? There's no way. Some of these are good. Fish McWilliams. I like it. Demon Clowny. Fish McWilliams. Bumper Give me pool. that fish. I think I saw the uh, coldest Crawford, yes. the wide receiver from Nebraska. I think didn't I see he signed like an NIL deal with, with like a, with an air conditioning company? Yeah, I saw that. How is Deuce Chestnut not on here? I know Deuce is fairly. Well, common, when you said but... that, when you first said there was somebody from Syracuse, that's what I—that's who I assumed you were talking about. Storm Duck, dude. I'm... Hot Rod Fitton. Yes, that's Paul. my favorite one. There's a kicker named Casey Leg. Hot Rod Fitton. Would you like to expand? No. 
Okay, well, Bugs Be Gone doesn't want your pest infestation to expand, so they'll take care of it for you. In these these hot summer months where you've got bacon residue on your fingers, getting on the table, bugs smell it, they're coming in. Bugs Be Gone is getting them out. Just hit up bugsbegone.biz. That is, of course, Bugs Be Gone with two E's, just like the bug, just like I do to Steve and Paulie every day on Orange Nation, and just like how many days of bacon fest that we've got for you to attend. If you bug me once during vacation, I will find you. Don't bug me during vacation. You said you do it every day. I don't want to hear from you for a week. I, I needed to know about uh, Kool-Aid McKinstry. It, that is, it, it's just a nickname. It, I knew it had to be a nickname. His name is Guaquincy, uh, and his grandmother said he came out smiling, so she called him Kool-Aid. It's kind of like Scoop it's like Jardine. Scoop, right, yeah. He, was, Wait, uh, he came out. Thanks, Steve. Wait, no one wants thanks. to be. I, I, our <laughs> listeners needed to know before we went that on vacation. That is the most Steve and Fonty way to send just us into ruined, a vacation just ruining ever. everybody's fun. What? No way this guy's name is Kool-Aid. Let me check. How about giving birth described as like the Kool-Aid man just breaking out? <laughs> what a horrible thing. You know what vacation bacon fest make me say? Oh, yeah. Final thought, Polly. It's got to last yeah, us just, for a little bit of just time. Just enjoy our week off. I will miss our audience is less than they miss me, I know, but I will miss them. If at any point you miss us, take that time and call someone in your family between 12 and 2. I'm sure they'll appreciate it. We'll be back. A better producer would have said, you can go back and watch any of our shows if you miss us on demand. QSportsTalk.com. All right, we're going to get off on time for once. For Jordan, for Paulie, I'm Steve. Enjoy next week. We'll see you in a little bit.